Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So we talked about this yesterday. And again, I mean, that, that we've kind of come around the very long way to a very obvious answer when it comes to regulating cannabis. That we have a model we can point to in the form of liquor retail. And we can simply say, hey, that works pretty well there. Let's just apply it over here. So the Alberta government, after months and months of study and consultation and a bit more study and a bit more consultation, finally realized this, that, hey, we, we have a model that works. Let's just go with that. So we had that announced last week. Now, we attempted yesterday to find out how this is going to be implemented in some smaller communities. In Tabor, for example, where the mayor been very outspoken in his opposition to legalization, really didn't have a lot to say about how or whether that particular community might try to regulate these stores above and beyond what Alberta's doing. We do, though, have some clarity as to what Calgary, the city of Calgary, is looking at. And for whatever reason, the city of Calgary has decided that we're going to be a little more restrictive around cannabis retail than we are around liquor retail. Now, they're able to do this, right? I mean, the province did leave some leeway for cities terms of what they could do, for example, around buffer zones. So the proposed rules here in Calgary would mean that marijuana retailers would have to be 300 meters apart from each other, 30 meters away from liquor stores. There's other rules around emergency shelters, post-secondary institutions, other schools, even payday loan stores, pawn shops, all of this stuff uh, come into the, the conversation here. Which, okay, fair enough. But why are we going even further than the rules we already have in place for liquor stores? Why why the double standard? Well, our next guest, uh, I think, is a little puzzled by all of this, too. Jeff Moy is uh, president of the 420 Clinic here in Calgary. Jeff, welcome to the program. Thank you. All right, so what do you make of this? Well, I mean, it's a difficult task for these people to basically legalize something that's been illegal for so many years. And, And no one really alive today has seen the end of prohibition. This is something unique. Uh, so I can understand a little bit of fear. Obviously, there's a lot of stigma attached to this. So sometimes we move in the wrong direction. You think we're we're moving the wrong direction here, or is there an opportunity? You know that that this might not be so bad if we can we can adjust it as we go along. Yeah, I mean, I understand uh, you know having a stance and then being able to scale back. It's a lot more difficult to do it the other way around. I, I would suggest that um, you know most of what the work is done with the city of Calgary and the stipulations are fine. Uh, and they make sense. So when we talk about child care facilities, which are located all over the city in every strip mall, um, people are not understanding, I guess, what a retail cannabis store will look like, which is you are not allowed to look inside the store. And unlike liquor, you are not allowed to go in as a minor, even accompanied by an adult. Um, there'll be no images of the marijuana. There'll be no images of leaf. All of this is strictly prohibited. So 
when we start taking that and doing social policing on top of it, I think we're heading in the wrong direction in the city of Calgary. Right. Did you get the sense? I mean, is it just the, um, that the city of Calgary is being overly cautious, or is it is it something else? Well, I think we're we're taking an overly cautious step, but they've also taken a very reasonable step. So let's understand that also. Um, but what, I think when we do separations from schools and everything else, like it's very similar to what we do to liquor store. That makes sense. Right. When we start talking about payday loans, I'm not exactly sure what we're trying to police here. Um, daycare facilities, which are everywhere and privately run in every single strip mall, um, you know, right next to you know massage parlors and and liquor stores and and porn shops, it seems to be okay. But cannabis, it's not. Um, I think we're we're taking the social policing of our behavior a little bit too far. Well, it's interesting because uh, for liquor stores, for example, liquor stores have to be a certain distance away from schools, right? Which nobody really objects to. That's going to apply to cannabis stores. But the rules in Calgary will now also apply for cannabis retail to post-secondary institutions. Yeah. um, Once again, it's it's more the social policing aspect. And I think what we're trying to do here is, um, you know, protect our youth. And that's fully understandable. But... um, you know, some of the youth there will be of age to be able to walk in and consume. What they won't be able to do is uh, bring their friends in. So there's no minors allowed. And, and I think we need to really realize what an actual cannabis store will look like under the regulations with AGLC. Um, and maybe some of these separation distances from even like university campuses and whatnot. I think that's taking it too far. Right. I mean, there, there are actual bars on campus at the University yeah. of Calgary and other post-secondary institutions. So that, that is a bit of a disconnect there, I think. It is, but it's difficult for us to think of it that way. I mean, we're so normalized to alcohol. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, and there's so many restaurants and everything else. And, and you know, when, we, when do we stop the social policing? I mean, the childcare you know, facilities that are in every strip mall, are we now doing Chuck E. Cheese's too? And and baby gap and you know at what point in time are we taking our social policing a little too far now in terms of, of numbers i mean there's only going to be so many uh, licenses issued at the outset by the alberta government it's, uh, 250 in total so i don't know how many stores we're going to have in in calgary but it is going to be a fraction uh, of the number of, of liquor stores that we have so i suspect maybe some of this will sort itself out just because we're not really going to have all that many in calgary to begin with well that's a good question because I haven't heard a cap yet from the city of Calgary on what they have for licenses. And I, and I believe if they were to look at the, uh, the Denver model is they had a cap at the beginning and then they slowly rolled it out as they tried to control it. Um, I, I think the idea of just free flowing as many as possible and let's keep in mind, there's 250 total cap for the province. Right now, if city of Calgary is a month ahead of Edmonton, where's the lion's share of these applications going to be going to? Because we are a month ahead of the city of Edmonton. Um, if they want to police um, police us more, I think they're going to have to have a realistic cap on the city of Calgary. They have to address this. What do you mean we're ahead of Edmonton, though, in terms of what? We, with regards to our zoning bylaws and sitting in front of council to get this dealt oh, okay. with, it's a month ahead of the city of Edmonton. So, I mean, there's going to be chaos the first day of legalization. Let's just realize that. There's going to be lineups. There's going to be some social, a little bit of social anarchy here. So... I think we really do, you know, it's counterproductive to me to say this, but I really do think that we should have a limit to licenses in this city, at least a rollout version. Well, it's interesting. I, I, I guess theoretically, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen, but theoretically that if 250 uh, people in Calgary were at the front of the line, that 
that all of those licenses could be issued here. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, as you say, the Alberta government hasn't specified, you know, X number for the north, X number for Edmonton, X number for Calgary, et cetera. Neither has the city of Calgary. So um, those, these are all things that were kind of let happen. And I, I'm not sure that's the, the right approach either. All right. Well, let's take uh, your business, for example, the 420 Clinic, which right now does not sell or disperse cannabis. But if you wished to become a retail outlet, given where you are, given the rules that we know about, could you? Uh, I believe we could. Um, we have no plans on changing the uh, the clinic will always exist. Um, but the future of this for medical patients is still uncertain. Um, I think what we see in BC with all the illegal dispensaries is the lowest per capita patient involvement in all of Canada. Um, So it's obviously a direction that even the medical patients want to go is the the cannabis retail store, and they can just take that receipt and submit it to Sun Life now. So um, why would they do the online? Right. So that would be a logical connection there, that that patients could get what they need there. Absolutely, and, that, and that's our hope, is that we can still help these patients, but then they can just go directly to the dispensary and get their medication immediately, like they could with a pharmacy not having to wait online. So, I mean, the, that business will always exist, but um, it's, it, there's not a lot of future in it, to be honest. But it might have to be separate businesses. They are separate businesses, 100% separate businesses, and they need to be. Are, are there any rules, by the way, around what these stores can be called? Can you use the term yes. 420? Uh, you know what? I had to ask that specifically because there are terms that you can't. You can't use weed. You can't use pot. You can't have these images, all these these um, images and talks about. So I was really concerned. Yes, I was obviously concerned. But uh, fortunately, um, you know, we started as a clinic, and and we don't have that same impression with the the government of of Alberta. So, so, so there is we're, there we're, is a list of lucky. words. There's a list of words somewhere? There will be a list of terminology and images that were very restrictive, not just on the provincial, but the federal level also. Well, I want to find that list. This is, <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very restrictive. We're, we're coming down more on cigarettes than we are to alcohol with regards to how cannabis will be allowed to uh, uh, advertise. Well, yeah. I mean, again, getting back to the point, though, I I think there's the potential that, and as you say, maybe it's understandable to some extent we're going to be overly cautious at the beginning and and assuming then we we can see in time that, okay, maybe we didn't need to be uh, as worried as we were, that that we can kind of ease up on some of this as we go along. Yeah, I I think if we take a look at what's happened in Colorado and Denver, um, the chief medical officer for, for Colorado came out with an article saying, relax, everybody, it's not that big of a deal and there was not a long list of negative effects to this. Um, you know, crime will actually go down, not up. What we see crime in the dispensaries is the illegal dispensaries are getting robbed because they're illegal, they're cash business, and they're not going to call the police because then they get robbed again when the police come and take the rest of their stuff. So this is inherently the problem with that. And when we look at the actual facts of what happens, it's completely different than what people are thinking. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, uh, more at uh, 420clinic.ca. Jeff, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. Jeff Moyes, president of the 420 Clinic here in Calgary, looking, like a lot of other people are, to get into the retail side of things. And and I've been very curious about that. There was uh, some old um, anti-marijuana movie, uh, some kind of propaganda produced like in the 1940s or something. I remember coming across, and it was called Devil's Harvest. And I thought, holy cow, there's, there's an obvious 
winner right there in terms of what you might want to name your your cannabis store. But I don't know. Are they going to allow that? You could get pretty creative with some of these these store names. But it sounds as though they're they're going to be. Kind of buzzkills when it comes to that. 403-974-8255 is a number. A lot more to get to in the program today. We're back after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.